Support for WRFA is brought to you in part by listeners like you, who believe in the vital public service WRFA provides through its arts and education programming, as well as through our coverage of local news and public affairs. Plus, your generous support lets us provide a number of volunteer-based programs to be shared on our airwaves. Help keep community radio in Jamestown and Chautauqua County alive by making a contribution today. To make a tax-deductible donation or learn more about becoming a station underwriter, use the donate page on our website, wrfalp.com, or send a check to WRFA Radio, 116 East 3rd Street, Jamestown, New York. Or you can call 716-664-2465. Chautauqua County Executive P.J. Wendell shares information about funding for the Barcelona Harbor Project, a new warming shelter in Jamestown, and more. We have Chautauqua County Executive P.J. Wendell in studio with us to catch up on everything that has happened over the last month, February. Today's February 29th, and... uh, well, it's a short month. Lots going on. A, a ton going on. It's really, uh, yeah, you, you, you pack a lot in the month of February. You know, you're, you're, you're coming back, and for us, it's a new legislature. Um, you know, we already had two meetings in January, and there's a lot of new things. And, um, you know, it's year-end reconciliation, so there's all that work you're, you're trying to, you know, wrap your head around and, and, you know, kind of put things to bed from 2023. But... Yeah, pretty busy month. Um, it's a lot going on. Right. And, th- and then, of course, on top of that, then you have uh, this U.S. Senate Majority Leader showing up on President's Day with money in hand. You, well, you know, you always you love that. Um, you know, Senator Schumer has been a good ally for Chautauqua County. Um, you know, I, I mean, I'll say this, and it's, it's not really, um, you know, I have seen more of Senator Schumer uh, than I ever have of, of um, Senator Gillibrand. Uh, I think she's been here once for you know the, some different events, but scheduled for trips. It's always the weather's been too bad <laughs> to come in. But but Senator Schumer has always been you know a great ally. But yeah, I think it, there's also something that needs to be clarified. When we started this project, um, you know, it was Congressman Langworthy's earmark. There was it was the you know the brunt of the funding was six million uh, from Senator Langworthy, and Senator Schumer came on to cap it off with another one point five. So. When you look at the you know the bipartisan effort, that's really what we need to focus on. Um, you know, Senator Schumer, it, you know, he didn't come in with all seven point five. Um, you know, he was able to you know put some icing on the cake. Uh, so it's good, but it's good that you've got you know you've got somebody the likes of Senator Schumer that comes in and you know you know briefed or not still knows your name can you know doesn't always have to be prompted as to who you are and what we're doing here and and uh you know he's right i'm persistent um i saw him last year and i saw something and wanted more and uh you know today's thursday and monday uh we leave for washington we'll be meeting with him on tuesday morning uh you know again asking for more you know federal money and, and you know trying to do more improvements so um it's great. You always love when, when federal money comes into the county, but I think it also shows the vital importance of what we do here in Chautauqua County. And although, you know, we may be the western frontier of the state of New York, we're still pretty, you know, big in the economic impacts of, of what we do here in our county. Mm-hmm. And specifically about the money he was bringing in, I think, I want to say it was about a year ago when uh, we met, it was a warm day out at Barcelona uh, Harbor, and of course we've had a few of those in, in the recent week, and talking about the issues with the harbor and what was going on with it being infill, how it even, the I think was it the uh, Coast Guard said it wasn't really, couldn't be used as a safe harbor as much because of how much infill there was that the boats couldn't come in safely. And here we are a year later, and now we, there is a, a path forward for how 
what's going to happen. So what is going to potentially be happening at Barcelona? So Harvard? what they're looking at is, is four years ago, there was four acres less of, of lake bottom that's now lake top, if you will. Um, Dave Spann lives right there in, in, uh, in Barcelona. He's our soil and water uh, conservation. He, um, he's been telling us, you know, the seiches is really what is what's happening. And the seiche, um, the interesting piece, when it hits that vertical profile, and which is the caissons, the big tall steel structures filled with cement. Um, they're failing, some have cracked. You know, it's, it's not all cement top to bottom. There's gravel and there's cement on top. The cement's cracked, it's starting to infiltrate. Water gets in, it starts to freeze, breaks, da da da. Um, but that vertical profile, the water hits and comes back over on the backside. That's where all that sediment gets dropped. If you look at Lake Erie, when you see that brown water, all you think of is dirt. And all that dirt is, if it's coming in, so again, if you're looking at the shore, like in the harbor or you know along the shoreline, you see all that brown water, you know the waves crashing. That's that's sediment that's going to be dropped in that area. That's that'll all end up on the lake bottom. It's not going to go back out. If it's coming in, that's where it's going to stay. So the seiches have dropped just a tremendous amount of water. So what they're looking at, we budgeted, we increased budget for soil and water, and they're looking at engineering studies to where they're going to put. The hope is more rock. Um, those big, massive boulders you see. If you go into Barcelona Harbor, on the backside, closest to the harbor, from those rocks, very little sediment, very little buildup. Those vertical profiles, the caissons, that's where everything hit. So the idea is that if we could put those rocks and slope them from the top of the caisson down, then as that water, it's going to absorb the energy. The waves can come in. The water, instead of hitting something and going over, is allowed to push on, and then it settles into that rock the sedimentation drops down instead of dropping into the harbor. Once you dredge and not you know, get all that out, <coughs> you don't want it to come back in again. <clears throat> the idea we've also said is, is Lake Erie is high right now. This is when you want to be able to make those remedial changes. That way when the lake level drops, it's going to be protected for that much longer. So uh, really, you know, a lot of technology coming into it. I don't say technology, it's just going to be big old rocks uh, or something along those lines uh, to absorb the energy uh, or sediment traps, as they call them. Um, but there's a lot, of, a lot of technology going into engineering studies. So we've started that. We've put money aside so these projects can get going. So now the money comes in. Here's, here's the engineering. This is what we can get started. And the Army Corps has really been thankful for Chautauqua County and what we do on the front end to make their job a little bit easier. So we're doing all the legwork, making sure that it's ready to go. So when they come in, there's not a lot of you know wasting time with you know studies and engineering. It's, it's it's all done. Just come in, get the you know, get the shovels in the ground and start working. So and it will be Army Corps of Engineers who does that work ultimately. Yes, correct. Yeah. yeah. And so and also besides the Barcelona Harbor funding is uh, there was mentioned that there was money also for something with regarding Chautauqua Lake a, a restoration kind of right. Funding. So it's a, a, an aquatic ecosystem restoration program. Um, that's a little complex, and that's not as clear. Um, you know, that half a million dollars um, is put there, and the way the system works is for the Army Corps to come in and can begin what they call a new start project. Um, so we're, we would be considered a new start. That's a it's a small amount of funding, but it has to come from the federal government in a hundred thousand dollars. The county can't give them hundred thousand. We couldn't have a, a wealthy contributor give them a hundred thousand. It has to come from the federal government. Um, reports now is that the Army Corps is about two years behind in their New Start projects. 
We're meeting with the Army Corps on Tuesday as well when we're in Washington. We'll try to get some more definitive answers. So that money comes into play only if the New START project begins. That's just a caveat to that. So it's, yeah, it's great we have 500,000, but that, that study is anywhere between 500,000 and 1.5 million. But we are already moving along. Will that give us the opportunity to dredge the South Basin? Uh, the Army Corps is, is well known for taking out dredging. And then when they put back, they only put back in aquatic vegetation that only grows to about two feet. So again, um, a lot of opportunity, but you know, we have to you know, hurry up and wait. And I, I don't like that, those terms, but we're gonna keep pressuring. We need to get those new starts going you know we are the headwaters of the mississippi river although we are not a um a navigable body of water we don't have commerce you know big shipping as you do in, in in the great lakes but still that's very important to us um you know and, and getting making sure chautauqua lake is clean it's vibrant and we start to move forward is is huge and, um we need that help from the Army Corps, but it's great that we are able to, you know, again, uh, working together, the congressman and the senator working to get that money for the lake is, is always great, always good news, and it's good to see everybody can work together. Speaking of other economic development news, the uh, Chautauqua County Industrial Development Agency Board met this Tuesday, and one of the things that they approved was some uh, tax incentives for the Silver Creek High School project. Uh Obviously, this is a. We've seen multiple projects over the decades, but this one seems like there seems to be a hope around what is happening up there this time. Right. I think the last one had a lot of traction. It just it just kind of kind of fell apart at the end. And when they got inside, they wanted to reuse the building, and they realized it really wasn't practical. So I believe now the next one will be demolishing the building and then starting new. Uh, great opportunity. Uh, we're excited. Uh, every time we hear something is going to happen with the Silver Creek School, it's very exciting news. It's been there, you know, undeveloped and and, and abandoned. Since 1977 or 75, where it was. So, yeah, they, uh, we need something done. It's unfortunate that that's been left in such disarray, in disrepair. Uh, but again, you know, what I've learned in this job is there's a lot of things that happen. So you just have to wait for the, you have to wait for the cake in the oven, and and uh, you know, wait till everything is completely baked, and we'll go from there. But it just provides a lot of uh, opportunity. And again, housing is a big, uh, you know, a big piece of uh, what we need. So. It's a great project. We'll just uh, keep plugging along, make sure we're supporting us every way we can, and hopefully this uh, we see this one through. Uh, another thing that happened in uh, county legislature meetings last night is that they approved the bonds to go forward with um, the Ripley industrial, uh, the shovel-ready site mm-hmm. down in Ripley. Uh, and if I remember right, when, uh, when Mark Geis, who's the CEO for the county and, and uh, deputy county executive uh, for economic development he mentioned that basically those bonds are just like are necessary to offset the money you're getting from the federal government yeah well it's 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 actually state money and oh, it's it's okay. it's just replacing money so you know a lot of concern is you know what if you default with it well no if they spend the money then the state gives them the money so you have to have the money on hand uh so that's what they're going to do the county's going to buy the bonds um, and then as soon as that money comes in from the state, then it'll go right back to paying those off. So it's not a big high risk. It, it's not like, you know, we're, uh, you know, the state, the, and, and the IDA, there's question, you know, the IDA's bought property before that has been um, stayed in the county's position a little bit, or the IDA's possession longer than anticipated. So I understand where people are coming from. This project, though, it's really the bond is for the state money. So as soon as we spend it, give them the receipt, if you will, they reimburse us and we it's, we're all, copacetic best part about that is there's always going to be criticism as you know one of our own legislators very critical of this uh you know like as if we're pushing um business out of you know from downtown in any industrial area but 
couldn't be further from the truth. When you look at shovel ready, what we're doing in Ripley is putting in, you know, we're stubbing in a road and sewer and water and all those things. You know, those are the things you need. You know, other properties here and around Jamestown are shovel ready. Now, the county is not going to run water and sewer into a developed area because we don't know where they want it. Uh, if you're going to have something in the back right corner and you plummet into the back left corner, well, what's the cost going to be to redirect it? So, uh, you know, there are shovel-ready sites already. I, I really get disappointed when people say they're they're not there. Um, you know, we do have places at the industrial park, you know, Mason Industrial Park, and, you know, any of these large factories abandoned that are in the city of Jamestown are shovel-ready. Um, you know, the structure, if you look at these buildings and how solidly built they are, um, it's just a matter of coming in and, you know, refurbishing everything but what's unique is you know you don't see a parking lot like you do at Cummins right so in those days people walked to work you lived close to the factory you didn't move too far away um, and other means so now you know those those sites that they're looking to develop should it be an you know an older abandoned factory um, you know there's the parking somewhat limited <laughs> it's not a big parking area but again um, Focusing on Ripley, it's a great project. You know, it's it's right there near I-90, not too far from 86. There's a railroad spur, railroad spur close by. So I think there's just a lot of promise for that area. Really excited about what, um, you know, how, and the idea is work so, so hard on this. So really excited as to what's going to come. Mm-hmm. Another thing that's economic development related, but it's really something you don't have much control over is weather. And it's, we, we really haven't had much of a winter here in Chautauqua County this year. And I have to ask, you know, have you heard from any of the, you know, the local industries that, you know, like snowmobiling clubs or, or like Peak and Peak and, and places like that? Uh, how uh, Are they hurting? I have to assume well, they are, but I'm yeah. Assu- yeah. I mean, I haven't heard from anything. Uh, and maybe, I don't know, after this airs, we might hear some more information from, from those individuals. Um, you know, I know what was interesting, they were concerned this year that the state – blocked or cut off part of the snowmobile trails up near Bemis Point. Um, and there's actually an artery that goes into Bemis that was cut and closed off because of the state, which again, it's, it, you know, the state does this cookie cutter approach. If they had a problem with the snowmobile trail in, in you know, Erie County, then they were going to shut everything off in of Chautauqua County for whatever reason. I don't understand the logic. And the same in the North County and in, in North Country in, in New York State. Um, but there were concerns. Um, there, there'd be a diminished traffic through, through Bemis. But with very little snow, it's diminished everything. Um, you're not seeing 40, 50, you know, sleds out in front of the lake view. You're not seeing ice fishermen, you know, out of Chautauqua Lake on, you know, Monday mornings or Friday mornings. Uh, so, yeah, I'm sure our local economy has, has been hit hard. Um, we'll have to take a look and see exactly, you know, where we are with that. But, you know, what's interesting, you know, we met with Dave Lucas from NYSEX Finance Department. And, looking at sales tax projections and where we are um you know we're right about pre-pandemic levels um which is still showing some good growth they're looking about 5.6 percent um increase um in 2024 but after that it drops down about two and a half percent consistently um so again we are seeing growth i mean we're not we're not losing um when it comes to sales tax revenue but on the other hand, we don't have as many tourists, you know, for the winter months, you know, for snowmobiling and skiing and, and uh, ice fishing. Uh, so it'll be interesting. Uh, I don't know what, you know, a place like Holiday Valley or, you know, I don't know how the peak and peak, you know, how peak and peak is doing. Um, I'm sure they're down. Um, but if you look at it, there is sort of a 
it's not really the economy of scale, but if there's not a lot of snow, then you don't have to have the groomers out. And if there's not a lot of people on the trails, you don't have to have a lot of employees running the lifts. And so I'm, I'm sure there are reductions they have in staffing and work and overhead, but at the same time, you're not seeing those bigger. I don't know what the, the you know, the, the return on investment, if you will. You know, what's, what's the gap between, you know, profit and um, expense? But, um, you know, it's, it's unfortunate. We, we thrive on snow. I, mean, I don't care. If you don't like snow, you want to move south, that's fine. But there are people who love it. And, you know, it's, it's part of our economy. So we'll wait and see. It's, um, you know, we'll you know, keep a close eye on it. Yeah. And thinking of something that is, it's shoulder season still, but will probably have an impact on that sales tax is that we have the eclipse coming up in April. Oh, yeah. You know, you, the, the uh, Texas has really pivoted to, um, you know, I hate to say it, uh, but they're almost like uh, you didn't heed the warning. We've, everyone's been telling everybody this eclipse is coming, you know, and now they're in panic mode. We need to do this and we need to do that. and that. You know, people are, our people are, are getting... The naysayers are, are critical because we're telling people, get your prescriptions, get your food. We're only saying that because in the after action reports from places like Tennessee and where they've had these go through, you know, the restaurants didn't have enough food on hand for an influx of tourists. Um, you know, the residents didn't realize, oh, it takes me 10 minutes to run to Wegmans to get my prescription. Well, it may take me an hour to get to Wegmans because of the traffic. Or whatever, you know, obviously things travel over Interstate 86 and 90 and what's to say that that's not going to get backed up and getting the, you know, different supplies here. So we're just telling people, be cautious. You know, we're not saying the earth is falling. The world's going to come to an end. Just be a little cautious. Take some prepared, like like a storm. You, know, you want to wait and try to go out and get your medical right ahead and, and hopefully we don't see any problems. But part of us like, yeah, but we don't want to hear it and say, we didn't tell you. Yeah, Noel Gutman's been very, very, you know, focused that I don't want anybody when this is all over saying, we didn't know, you know, and I, I will tell you, we are further ahead. I've talked to other counties, our emergency managers. In fact, yesterday afternoon was, yesterday morning was training for, with our emergency managers across New York State, um, certification we have to go through. And, and, you know, they've been talking about this and, and you know, some people don't listen, um, but, It'll be here. But, you know, again, their comment is you can't say we didn't tell you. And what we found is our county has been, um, you know, kind of pioneering some of the things and getting prepared and making sure there's enough information out. So uh, good. I, I appreciate everything Noel Gutman's doing. Justice doing a really good job on getting it out to the media. But it'll be interesting. Uh, I'm told you can't get a rental property or a hotel or anything in Chautauqua County, which is great. Um, that's going to be one sales tax revenue, two occupancy tax, um, 50, 50, they said it's about 50% chance. It'll be clear and sunny. We'll see. Um, but at the end of the day, it, it's going to be noticeable. So, and by that, my, again, my brother showed me pictures when he was in Tennessee in 2017. It, you know, it was dark. It's going to look like midnight, um, you know, three in the afternoon. So <clears throat> very interesting, but you know, We'll just have to wait and see. Once in a lifetime, you know, once in a lifetime thing. Yeah, and uh, and the airport is even getting in on it and having an event that, right. for, for the day. Yeah, they're sponsoring it. And they found this out to be true is a lot of people fly in for these events, um, you know, and spend time at the airport. So Shannon Barnhart, um, or Fisher, our, our uh, airport manager, you know, moving things along, getting the, you know, people ready and you know, pancake breakfast, a couple of different events they want to have. So really excited uh, for what's going to happen out there. And I mean, what a great place to view. Um, you know, sitting on top of the hill, 
you know, Noel has informed me that National Geographic has stated Niagara Falls will be the best place to watch the eclipse, the eclipse which is great. Um, obviously, you have to go over to Chautauqua County to get to Niagara Falls. So, hey, we're going to have a pretty good show ourselves. We're really excited. Again, you know, it, it's, you just have to wait and see. Um, it'll be interesting, that's for sure. <laughs> Moving down to more terrestrial, maybe people won't say, say quite as exciting topics, but, you know, but still things that are, are worthy to discuss. Uh, I want your reaction to something that the legislature did last night. This is not something that came out of your office, mm-hmm. but the legislature did vote on approving salary increases for uh, for the county executive's office, a county clerk and county executive, or sorry, county sheriff's office, as well as um, a salary increase for the county legislature when those um, all, all those offices have their new term start, which mm-hmm. so it's not the not current, not immediately going into effect, and just kind of wondering your reaction to that. Uh, you know, I, I guess it is what it is. Um, you know, again, it's something that nothing that came out of my house saying this is what we need, this is what I want to see. Uh, I just you know, along for the ride. Um, as it's been said, I didn't you know I didn't even know what the salary was when I came into the office, and it's not something that I you know go down and knock on the door and say, hey, how much am I making this year? Um, you know, this job is 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you know, 365 days out of the year. Um, you know, there's a lot going on, uh, you know, but again, being at NISAC, um, their, their spring legislative conference, um, county executives and, and county government across the state, um, are all in this, this situation with salary review commissions. Several Erie counties going through it. Um, and, and I tell everybody, New York is consistently inconsistent. You know, some counties have full-time legislators where it's, you know, forty-five dollars or $50,000 a year, you know, with jobs and secretaries and offices. And um, obviously we don't have that. You know, we're a different, uh, different uh, group down here. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, it's... It is what it is. I mean, you know, I, again, I, I, it's not something I've been focused on. Um, at the end of the day, I, I'm still going to, you know, my intention is to run again, you know, when and it'll be next year when I'm up. And really the salary is anything I'm focused on. You know, we're focused on what we're doing here in Chautauqua County and improving our economics and improving. We're improving the reasons that, that everybody puts in the paper why you don't want to live here and all the complaining people do about this county. Um, to me, the glass is always half full. I, and, you know, I don't. Do we have problems? But yeah, we do. But I think John Penhallow said it very perfectly last night. One of the legislators said, you can nitpick everything. You know, if you want to find these little things and split hairs over comments and statements and things back and forth, you could do that. But you need to get past everything and move on and get focused on the task at hand. So, uh, again, it's behind us. But, you know, for me, I don't consider it anything other than I came into work today and doing the job I did, you know, and the same job I'm going to continue to do with the same amount of passion, dedication, and determination. Um, that's, you know, those things have to be done. Um, you know, salary review commissions and, you know, other things. So this is what it is, you know, <laughs> just keep moving. Something that when you're talking about class um, half full, maybe for uh, some groups of folks, is that there was a, two property tax exemptions that were voted on. Uh, they were exemptions that existed, but they were voted to be increased by the legislature, one was for senior citizens raising the exemption from twenty-two thousand dollars to uh, the state's maximum of I think fifty, mm-hmm. fifty-five thousand four hundred, and then there was an exemption for uh, peoples with disabilities that existed, and also that had a uh, base of twenty-two thousand dollars. That's going to be raised as well to fifty-five thousand dollars. 
In terms of, I mean, how important do you see these kinds of exemptions? It's very important, especially if people are, are unable to, um, you know, pay their taxes and, and live in homes. And, you know, people have to realize that, you know, whoever you are, that first home you buy or whatever home you buy is very important to you. I mean, there's, that is the one thing is, you know, coming of age when you're, you know, a young adult, you bought your first, first home. And, and that may be the home you, you die in. You know, we some people, they're very, you know, they don't move. They're very dedicated. That's who they are. But we need to make sure we are able to take care of individuals who, you know, have uh, you know certain needs and, and necessities that need to be met. So, um, again, you know, it's going to be an impact on the budget. I'm not sure exactly how much and, and how extensive. Um, but you know, again, you know, there's some downstate politicians that are pushing uh, more exemptions, um, and it really makes the counties. It makes us sit back and cringe a little bit because that's, it's. You know, allowing for more opportunity for um, these these tax exemptions, and it, you know, they have to get paid somewhere. If it's revenue we're getting now, how much is that going to impact us? You know, in the long run, it's good. I mean, we're we're taking care of our most vulnerable population, um, elderly and, and those with disabilities, and uh, you know, I think that's the right thing to do. But there's going to be a cost effective a factor to that, so we'll have to wait and see. This this current exemption isn't going to be a big. A uh, big jolt to anything we do, but it is you know giving more people uh, the opportunity to get that uh, you know that, that exemption. Mm-hmm. And the day we're talking, of course, it's a blustery, blustery day, and then I but, but we're sandwiched on either side of today by much warmer weather than we've had. But I think I'm, I'm trying to remember when the last time when you were here in January. I don't think we had I hadn't heard personally the news that you can um, City Mission uh, it was temporarily closed down for some work. Uh, which was, you know, problematic when you're looking to house individuals that may need some a shelter at night. But we also, I've heard this week that there is a new warming shelter that is now open and available for Code Blue nights here in Jamestown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rome uh, Recovery Options Made Easy uh, was able to pick up the, the baton on that one and, and go with it. Um, you know, the county was able to, you know, help in assisting with the funding. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's it's unfortunate. You know, we do need those those facilities in our county. Um, and there are people that do have pride. They don't want to go to, you know, one of any that, you know, the the establishments in Chautauqua County that have been in the papers as to as far as where people are, you know, going and are being stayed or they're being, you know, supported by the county and housing. So, again, the cold blue shelters are good. Um, it's glad we're able to get people off the street, um, getting into a warm place. Um, so, again, good. Um, you know, interesting piece, and, and and I know I know Rome is doing a lot within Chautauqua County. So, um, but stand by the county. We're working with uh, another developer uh, in actually out of New York City who bought property in the county, trying to develop that for a kind of a warming shelter, code blue, temporary housing, transitional housing, and then mental hygiene center all rolled into one. Um, the governor, the the what we're looking to do, and what the governor is asking for member for engagement um, are just those types of things of of transitional housing long-term short-term housing rather uh, delaying or preventing long psychiatric stays so there's some opportunities for funding so I think this will be a real unique project we have going I don't want to let too much out of it now Um, we're still kind of tooling things together and, and getting all the players involved but really we are combating this um you know people 
it's because I don't bang everything in the paper and scream and yell and you know ring the bells of what we're doing doesn't mean we're not working. Um, I'm one of those guys that just gets the job done behind the scenes. And if you want to give me credit and fanfare, fine. If not, I'm still going to do the same job. Um, so we'll keep working. There's a lot of things we have going on. And, uh, unfortunately, as we said, I was in, in Maryland not too long ago at another, um, another leadership conference uh, with, with county leaders. It's, there's a built-in bureaucracy in government that we just, you know, like right now, if we want to get something done, we have to wait till the end of March. Uh, so it's a challenge. You know, there are things that go on every day. You know, I know a comment was said last night, central decision-making happens at the legislature. Well, presumably, but there's day-to-day things that go on in, in county government that that, uh, that go on without, you know, the, the approval or passage of, of um, you know, the legislature. So it's, or things that the legislature have done and passed that enables the day-to-day decisions to be made and things to get moved on. So... We'll see. We'll see. We'll keep working. Yeah. One of the things that uh, that was passed last night was there's a American Rescue Plan funds that are going to go to Women's Shelter. Is that the the Chautauqua Opportunities Project? That I believe it is. Um, so we're excited about that. But you know, one of the things as we're looking into this new facility, hopefully in the near future, that there there will be another dedicated women's area because we do significantly need um, shelter for women. Uh, that's it seems to be growing population in Chautauqua County. Um, so we need to do what we can to help individuals. And I think, we're, you know, it's, it's, we're doing the right things. We just need to keep moving forward, you know, taking care of who, the, who we can take care of. <coughs> so one of the other things, I mean, it's like I said, February has been one of those busy months, a lot of news stories coming out. And one of the things that we, we learned is that Assemblyman Andy Goodell has announced his retirement. He's not retiring until the end of this year. But still, he is retiring. I just wanted to see, yeah, your kind of reaction to this, to the end of an era. Uh, it's, you know, I, I feel good for Andy and Lisa, uh, his wife, though. He'll be able to, you know, relax, enjoy himself. But I don't know if that's really Andy's way. So he'll call, always be doing something. Um, you know, to put everything, speculation and rumors to rest, I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying right where I'm at. Um, I appreciate those who, you know, supported me and thought that, you know, this would be a, a good move for me. Um, but... You know, we have a great, you know, candidate who came forward um, this past week. There'll be some more information coming from, from the meeting. But, um, you know, you look at what Andy's done. I, we've heard this so many times that, you know, in the course of their tenure, and, and Governor Cuomo cringed anytime Andy came to the microphone. Um, talked to Steve McLaughlin, longtime you know, Rensselaer County Executive who served, served in the Assembly, sat right next to Andy. Uh, I was just amazed at his his intellectual capacity for the law, uh, looking and reading into these these bills and these resolutions that are passed at the state level. Uh, you need somebody looking at that. You know, he's the he's the pro tem. He he dictates what what's going to be debated on the floor, and who better to debate those things than Andy Goodell? And as it's been proven so many times that he knows more about what's in that bill than than the bill sponsor themselves, um, which is good. So obviously, big shoes to fill. Um, but you know, each person is not, you know, does not have have to, you know, be the the cookie cutter image of their predecessor. You know, whoever the next um, candidate's going to be is, you know, needs to be somebody that's going to, you know, fo- form their own paths and their own, you know, ways. And um, you know, I don't agree with you know some of the philosophies out there. Uh, you know, you know, there's one candidate that announced their. Um, you know, candidacy talking about the golden era back when, you know, Raleigh Kidder and Bill Parment were in office. And not to say that, you know, there weren't good things, you know, but 
that was also 30 years ago and more now. So I don't think we need to go back to what we were doing in New York State 30 years ago. Well, I'll go back to having more population in New York State 30 years ago, but not, you know, things are a little bit lopsided right now. And, and I do not agree with this idea that, you know, we'll get more for Chautauqua County if there's a Democrat in the assembly. I, I, I firmly disagree with that. Um, we didn't see an abundance of, of cash flow, you know, during those times of, of, you know, other leadership in Albany. And in fact, if you look, you know, a lot of things that Kathy Young is still touted is for, you know, the ability to bring large amounts of money to Chautauqua County. And, you know, she's a Republican and wasn't in the same party as the, you know, the governor's leadership. So again, Andy, yeah, I can't say enough about him. He just is so, he's a, he's a good friend, a uh, great mentor. Uh, you know, but he's just so, so, so sadly missed us as this goes on. And we're, he's still alive and, you know, functioning. <laughs> Everybody else talks like it's almost like he's, he's not here anymore. But, no, he's, you know, he's really doing a great job. And, um, but it'll be, you know, somebody when, that's so impactful on the floor of the assembly. Um, it's going to be missed. Um, you know, his, he's very fierce, a very fierce debater, very fierce um, litigator when it comes to discussing what's in the bills. And, um It'll be a big, it'll be a big loss. But again, everybody has their moments. Everybody has a time to shine, and, and I'm sure the next candidate will have just that. And you know, they'll realize they'll follow in Andy's footsteps for a little while, but they'll be able to forge their own path and make their own way, and write, you know, write their own little chronicle of history in, in Chautauqua County. Is there anything else that you uh, like to share with us for today? No, I think that's about it. You know, I knew, I, I say that now, and as soon as I walk out, I'll be, oh, I should have talked about this. But no, I mean, I think just you know, it, it's. I, I say this all the time. You know, we we look at what we're doing in Chautauqua County, and it's so 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 unfortunate that people want to write things down and put in the paper how bad this county is, but. That's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that you think this is such a bad place because I sure don't think that. And you know, when I go out and I said I'm I'm part of the board of directors at NISAC, and um, you know, people love Chautauqua County. Steve Aquario, the executive director, loves Chautauqua County. Newfound Place is Ellicottville. Obviously, I know it's Cat County, but he just was never knew Ellicottville. You know, really how how unique it was. Um, I'm like, just keep driving. You know, 40 minutes west, and you'll find an even better place, in my opinion. Um, But but no, we. you know, I think the interesting piece is being involved in this, um, these bigger organizations at the state level and even the national level with County Executive of America. It allows people to understand who we are, where we come from in Chautauqua County, and just how unique we really are. Um, people still get astonished when I tell them it's, um, I'm within one mile of, one mile closer to the capital of Ohio than I am to, from my house to Albany. It's actually the Empire, uh, the legislative building. So it's a it's a running joke. Um, but you know, again, it's just it's who we are. You know, we are uniquely positioned here in in Chautauqua County. You know, we border Pennsylvania on two sides. We're you know three hours from Pittsburgh, three hours from Toronto, from you know two from Cleveland. I mean, you can get anywhere. Um, you know, as the story goes, I'm not sure. I've never measured it. Where the you know Jamestown Strunk Road is the episode the 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 center point uh, from New York to Chicago, um, so we are on a path. Uh, we're very you know we're very noted. And you look at what we have here, but I, I just don't ever stop singing the praises of what we've done in Chautauqua County, what we have in Chautauqua County, some of our finest products, some of our finest people, and continue that. And then those people, those people that are going to be leaving a legacy uh, on the world stage, on the national stage, state stage, are growing up in Chautauqua County right now. 
And so I'm really excited about being part of it, really excited about being the county executive and leading us you know, into some really unique areas. And a lot to come, a lot more to come. Well, County Executive Wendell, thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me.